world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, last day of August. Is that possible? Last day of August. First day. September, that means Labor Day's coming up here real quick. Is, is Labor Day Monday, Betty? Labor Day is Monday already? Holy smokes. Yes, it is. Getting older every day, it seems like here. Um, thanks for joining us. A lot of good stuff we want to chew on here this morning. Uh, I, I I said as I just before we came on the air, I have an ominous feeling about September. Just an ominous feeling. I saw, uh, again, uh, one, one of the, I do a lot of research in the morning, and I saw some financial, um, what would it be, projections, maybe that's not the right word, financial statistics. Man, folks, we are, golly, are we, we are, <laughs> we are so screwed financially. I don't know, I don't know what's going, I don't know what's happened. Unbelievably trillions and trillions of dollars in debt, unfunded mandates, unfunded mandates being Social Security benefits, retirement benefits. The money's not there, friends. It's not there for any of those things. You say, well, I got a great military retirement, or I got a great uh, uh, teacher's retirement, or I got me a great whatever. Uh, my dear friends, it's all based on the um, the American dollar, which the American dollar basically is, is kind of a piece of paper. It's where, that's really where we're heading. That's why I, when I say something ominous is coming, I, um, Polly Heath sent me something this morning. I just... I just sent that to you real quickly. There's a uh, Spence. See if you can pull that out. I think I did. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Maine homeowners, it says. Maine homeowners. Uh, uh, this is interesting. You ready, Myron? I'm going to have you pray, pray us in here in a second. Maine homeowners. This is good to know, boy. I ought to be in Maine. Maine homeowners assistance fund. Now, just ask yourself this question. Where does the money come from and who gets to benefit from it? All right? Maine homeowners assistance fund is a free Federal, federal, yeah, relief program. What where the feds get the money? With trillions of dollars in debt. This is September, right? In, uh, a federal relief program for homeowners financially impacted by COVID nineteen, who are behind on their mortgage, housing, uh, college loans, property tax, utility, blah 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 blah. So they've decided. Thank you. They're going to pay off past due mortgage payments, including past due payments on contracts for deed or land installment contracts. I wish somebody would pay off my bills. You guys out there, you paying your bills? Is anybody paying off your bills? You're going to provide financial assistance to reinstate a mortgage or to pay off, pay other housing-related costs related to a period of forbearance. Boy, isn't the government nice? They're going to pay off past due homeowners insurance. They're going to pay off property taxes so your house doesn't get foreclosed. They're going to pay off utilities, including electric, gas, heating, or sewage. Why is anybody paying their bills? Why is anybody paying their bills? They're going to pay off past due amounts for internet services. Isn't that great? They'll pay your cable bill for you. Isn't the government great? 
Oh, including broadcast internet access service. They're gonna, hey, Paul, they're going to pay off past due homeowners association and condominium association fees. And they're going to pay off past due manufactured home loan debt, chattel loan or retail summit contractors. Woo, I'm moving to Maine. I'm going to move to Maine. So there's a payday coming, right? We're going to talk about some of that stuff here today. Let Betty, I'm sorry, let uh, Myra pray us in here. Myra, get us up and rolling here this morning. Yes, Coach, I will be delighted to do so. Good morning, Harold. It is written, Isaiah 55, 5 through 8. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not that shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God, and for thy Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. (coughs) Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Two things. Number one, uh, just a series of uh, confluence of events and traction issues. And we are uh, we are not going to hold our event in Wisconsin. Just not just we had strong headwinds. Not able to at this point just logistically just a lot of. We, we, we understand when the Lord's in it, when the Lord's not in it. And we're not going to force the issue. So anyone who's registered to go to the event in Wisconsin, we will refund your money. It's coming back to you. We just haven't, uh, man, we just feel like we're paddling upstream on this one. So uh, if that's you, then uh, uh, we'll, get, we'll get your money right to you. God bless Ray and Jane and Neil and Mary, and everybody's working hard to make the thing happen up there. but. Uh, we're not going to kick against the pricks on that one. So uh, we'll, we'll get your money to you. I see I got a couple of hands up in the air already. Before I get into something, I'll go ahead. These must be important. They want in here. Let's get them in here and see. Roger, go ahead and then Jack. No? Did I catch you off guard? Jack, go ahead. Yeah, Coach. Um, everybody in Maine should be outraged, absolutely outraged, that has taken their taken their supplies and eaten their prepper foods so they could pay their bills and not be behind. So the only ones that are going to get taken care of are the ones that just let their mortgages go, didn't take that second job, didn't get out there and bust their humps, didn't tighten their belt. They get compensated. They get fixed. They get help, and you get screwed. This is not the American way, Jack. It's not the American way. And we're seeing it happening everywhere we look, which tells me they know the money is no good. They know it. They know it. And because they know that the money is no good, they're trying to keep the natives uh, from getting too restless too soon. 
And uh, this is all, these, these chickens are going to come home to roost. I, I, I promise you on that one. Boy, I got, I got some, let me go to the, let me go. <laughs> no, I got to do this first. I'm going to come back to it. Okay. Let me do this first. I was, uh, I was, um, I was humble this morning. We all need, we all need humble. We all kind of pound our chest. I think we're good, good Christian people and we're doing all these good things for the Lord. If you could, uh, I'll, I'll come back to you guys. Um, pull up the Blake obituary. Play that. Pull that up. Mike Blake, as you know, Mike Blake's father passed away in his funerals uh, this Friday. I, look, I know some of the others have had have had uh, people pass away, and we don't we're not making a big deal about it. I want to show you something in here that humbled me. This is Don Donald Blake. This is Mike Blake's father, uh, born in uh, 1936. Huge, huge, huge obituary. Uh, but are you guys sitting down? Because I just I just made myself a note here to a couple things on that that absolutely blows me away. Talk about putting your money where your mouth is. If you were to read the obituary, my, by the way, he was eighty five years old. If you were to read the obituary, you'd find this. Are you sitting down, folks? Mike had uh, Mike Blake's dad had fourteen kids, fourteen children. Many of them, several of them, adopted. 14 children. He had 34 grandchildren. He had 36 great-grandchildren. He had 11 great-great-grandchildren. And then this is what humbles me. It's right there on the screen. Last last sentence on the screen. Don's love extended beyond his own family, and together with his late wife, Jean, Don fostered 108 children in his home. Mm. What do you even say, folks? What do you even say? You know, Clay called me yesterday and said, Coach, I'm thinking about driving up to to Mike's funeral. Should I come up there? I mean, is it, you know, I want, I don't want Mike to be alone is, uh, uh, you know, are there going to be people there to honor him? <laughs> I about choked. I said, you may not be able to get in the building just because of the family. that's going to be there. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And, uh, think about it. I, I, I was just, I got, they're all named by the way, all the names are in the obituary. And I thought, boy, I live, I live a selfish life. I haven't fostered one. I got grandkids. I haven't adopted any. So sometimes, uh, you know, it's sometimes easy to look over our shoulder, look at our life, and say, "Well, I've lived a good Christian life. I've, you know, I've, boy, I've been a faithful tither, and yada 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 yada." yada. <sighs> 14 kids, 34 grands, 36 great-grands, 11 great-great-grands, and 108 foster kids. And I just want to honor his father today and honor Mike. Brothers, that is that is a legacy right there, isn't it? Isn't that something? Amen. So, uh, huh? I, don't know if, I don't know if Mike's in here. I don't think he's probably at work. If, um, 
if Mike were in here, I'd let him talk a little bit about what would drive his dad to do that. Talk about heritage. Mike, you in here, Mike? His name's in here. Then he's in there. He's probably... Yeah, I'm, uh, hey, Coach, I just want to let you know that silver broke under $18 a day for the first time in a long time. Silver's under... They're giving it away then, huh? Well, I don't know about that, but they're working on it. So they may send it over to Maine. Say, say it again? They may send it over to Maine. Yeah, maybe, maybe they will. I'll send it over to Maine. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mike's in. Mike's in. Uh, Mike. Mike Blake's in. I want. I want to move. I want to move beyond it. Mike, we just honor your dad and honor. Just uh, that. That is. That is an un- unbelievable legacy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I want to make you aware of something. If uh, Spencer, I don't know if we have it up on website yet. It's. Just, I didn't even number stuff today. It's the second thing down. Okay. Now we're posting this on our website. Folks, if you want to be able to connect the dots to what's going on, this video, Ivan Rankin. Ivan Rankin. This was sent to me yesterday. It's two hours of an interview. This guy, it's, it's, I'm telling you, he will connect dots for you regarding uh, the deep state. That when you listen to it, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to take notes. When I when I was listening to it, I thought, oh my goodness. And then he would connect another dot. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All the way down through. And a lot of it regarding our judicial system and the Supreme Court justices and who picks the Supreme Court justices and the FISA court and who uh who selects the members of the FISA court. And what's the FISA court's job? The FISA court's job is to approve or not approve. Uh, FISA warrants, FISA warrants being illegal search warrants on individual Americans. FISA warrants came into being back during the Muslim scare when there was a Muslim behind every corner and they're going to bomb us and they pushed it through with the, uh, the, the FISA court, which means if I wanted to spy on Betty, but I'm not allowed to spy on Betty, I would go to the secret court and the secret court would say, yeah, okay, you can go ahead and spy on her. It's okay. They created the FISA court. Did you know that the Supreme Court Chief Justice is the only one who appoints members of the FISA court? The Supreme Court Justice himself picks the members of the FISA court. You say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, it seems pretty important to me who the Supreme Court Justice is, doesn't it? Who the Chief Justice Supreme Court is. And you look and see that our that our literally our um Legal system, judicial system is being destroyed because our legal system and judicial system is being destroyed. And all of your Fifth Amendment rights and your uh, against searches and seizures is now at the whim of the FISA court. Want to know why the um, why the election never made it to the Supreme Court? Well, you got to look at who's the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court and who checks the FISA court. Yada yada yada. Oh, folks, it's fascinating. It's it's two hours. I would not waste your time, okay? It's not, I wouldn't waste your time. It's, it's worth worth going and, and watching. Let me come back. Uh, some of you guys try and jump in. <clears throat> come on in real real quick, Ritz, and, Ritz, and I'll get something else in. <clears throat> Rich? Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I didn't, 
didn't know to hear what you said there. Yeah, I just wanted to come back to Mike Blake's father just real quick, and I just want to say to me, reading that obituary, I see a general in the God's army, and he was showing us how to advance the kingdom. Amen. He built one, that's for sure. Amen. I can't even do, I can't even do the math on that one. Myra. Yes, Coach, I have great news. Uh, first of all, we had a great session last night with the Christian Revolution. So we're asking people to join us. Also, uh, I had the pleasure and honor to be at um, Paul Gosselin's meeting, uh, group meeting on Friday, and it was very good. Thank you. So I, I'm just full of good news. We're doing great, you guys, and uh, we just keep moving on. And Isaiah. Uh, 21, 1, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for imperfect faithfulness. You have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Pull up for us there. I, again, I didn't number these things. I got this from Mike Heath yesterday. By the way, again, Paul Goslin, Gabriel Health, I think. Paul, I can't remember the name. Folks, support Dr. Paul. He's there to answer all your medical needs, all right? He's there to answer all your medical needs. Give him uh, 25 a month, 50 a month, whatever it is. And then if you have a medical need or a medical question, you can call Paul. And he's uh, rebuilding his his ministry, his medical ministry up there. Mike, he's helping him with it. Uh, I I, I can't can't, uh, suggest it to you enough, folks. I can't encourage you enough to support Dr. Paul. But I was listening to my, my uh, Dr. Paul's show yesterday, and Mike Heath brought up, uh, it says Russian faith, Spencer. Again, I'm sorry I didn't number it. And uh, this, really caught my, this really caught my attention. Nine reasons why you should move your family to Russia. We hear the Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia Ukraine, Ukraine. Nine reasons. In fact, this is a very interesting website called RussianFaith.org. What is it? It's not .org. It's Russian. Help me out there, Spence. Uh, Russian-Faith.com. Russian-Faith.com. Folks, you better realize that there's a very, 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 very strong Christian movement in Russia. When we get, when we get in lines totally behind uh, the Ukraine, We've got great brothers and sisters in, in Russia that are paying a horrible price for it as well. So just like the American government, if the Russians hate the American government, I'm with them, <laughs> by the way. But those Russian brothers and sisters are, in fact, our brothers and sisters, right? So we've got to be careful what we, what we wish for. But I want to show you this because it was really fascinating. Screw on down a little bit, Spencer. Nine reasons why you should move your family to Russia. Down quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit. Keep on going, keep going, going. Here they are, there they are, number one. One, number one reason why you should move your family to Russia, the globe homo LBGTQRS rainbow mafia is not allowed to force their views down your throat. Homosexual marriages are not permitted in Russia, nor are there any civil unions. LBGT propaganda for minors is illegal, and they are now working on putting a new law in the books which will make LGBT propaganda illegal nationwide regardless of age. Whoa, would that fly in the good old Christian U.S. of A? Can you imagine Joe Biden standing up and doing that? 
Imagine Donald Trump even standing up and doing number two. Go to Russia, you won't get called a racist every five seconds. There's no rushes. There's no riots. There's no Black Lives Matter marches. There's lots of white people who live there. We aren't aware of any particular reason why we should be ashamed of it. Number three, the American military, the American military industrial complex, complex has no power in Russia. That's right. No need to worry about the United States arriving on the doorstep and bombing some other government. Somebody say amen, because this just happens to be the truth, America. Amen. Amen. Number four, there are gazillions of Orthodox churches and vibrant Orthodox Christian communities here. For example, in Rostov Veleki, there are five monasteries, numerous churches, and zero mosques. Is Russia. It's Russia, 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 Russia. Number five, there's inexpensive, fertile, beautiful land in abundance. $5,000 can get you five acres of land or more. They're lovely trees and landscapes, perfect locations to build family homes and live out in the country. Some of the land is clear and ready for farming. In the near future, I plan to share multiple articles on this topic, showing photos, prices, and locations of some great land available for sale in the area. Six, taxes in Russia are super low. If you are an employee, you'll pay a, pay a flat 13% tax on your income. If you're a homeowner, you may pay $50 a year or less in property taxes. Russia, 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 Russia. If your savings, if you have savings, it will last much longer here. That's number seven. Most things are much cheaper here. In a future series of articles, we'll take a look at various everyday household items. Number eight. Russia is technologically advanced. From the military to the university, from software development to cryptocurrency, Russia has top-notch technology to compete with the best of them. Number nine, Russian culture is very rich. If if you have an intellectual bent, you will love discovering the national literature, film, art, dance, philosophy, and architecture. It's one one of the richest countries in the world in that sense. The human capital of Russia is very high. A lot of very highly educated, smart, and sophisticated people call Russia their home. All right, listen, I ain't, I ain't moving to Russia. I'm not a fan of Russia. But Russia's getting a bad rap, folks, when we're talking about the individual people that live there compared to the, what do we call it, exactly what's going on here in the good old U.S. of A. Amen. Amen. Uh, yay, Mason. Yay, Mason. Pull that thing up there real quick, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up here. I'm so, again, I'm sorry I didn't I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, number these for you this morning. So this is me. This is me when I was a kid. Scroll down, Spence, if you can. Never forget when you go into the voting booth. I want you to show you a picture of me when I was a kid. Well, we passed it. Go back up. Where is that thing? Is that at the top? That's not it. Scroll down. Where is it? Huh? Is that what I sent you? I sent you the wrong thing. Forget it, I guess. I sent you the wrong thing. Or is it popping up on my end? Yeah, it pops up on mine. Why isn't it popping up on yours? Try it again here. Is this the right website? Is this the right website? It's uh, Canada Free Press. Is that what you got? Yeah, scroll down. Right there should be a video. There is that it? Yeah. Twitter. Click on that Twitter link. This was me as a young kid. 
Yeah, there it is. This is me as a young kid. Go ahead. Put yeah. the mask on. Yeah. Now you gotta put, you gotta wear it on, the honey. No, you gotta keep it on. Put your mask on. There you go. Keep it right there. Yay, Mason! Yay! You feel on Mason. Look, we're gonna keep it right here. Mason. Let's check, don't we, folks? Okay, let kids have more common sense than most Americans I come across. Go, Mason. Actually, that that wasn't me as a as a young kid. Okay, so here's I want to shift gears. I want to I want to talk a little bit today about uh, dysfunctional families. Dysfunctional families. And I want you to pull up, again, I didn't number it for you, man. Pull up number four. Pull up number four. Down to bottom, it says number four at it. And I started to talk about this the other day. And we need to, Mel and Liberty Action Network, we we got to get our sights all over this. Child and parental rights, folks. This is the latest thing that they're getting ready to shove down our throats. You guys remember what Title IX was, right? Scroll down a bit, Spence. Title IX was the idea that women had the rights, equal rights in athletics, right? So title, there's a new Title IX. Going, it's going to go away, folks. Here's an overview of what the proposed changes to Title IX's regulation are going to do, okay? Remember what Title IX was. It gave girls the right. If there was a boys' basketball team, there was a girls' basketball team. It was equal it was equal rights for according to the sex. But see, they're in a mess now because they've done away with sexes, right? They're in the male and they're in the female anymore. So here is they're trying to expand Title IX to include sexual orientation and gender identity. This is some serious stuff here. So here's what their overall proposal is. Number one, they want to create a new category of sex discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The new rules will dramatically expand the scope of Title X to include discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. They declare that preventing a student from participating in any school activity consistent with their gender identity subjects a student to harm on the basis of sex. You understand, folks? Lawsuits coming... If you try to make a boy be a boy and a girl be a girl. Number two, make upholding biological reality a form of sex-based harassment. If you want to try to pass a rule in your school or in your state saying, listen, boys are boys and girls are girls, and we are not going to waver from that, they are setting up a form of sex-based harassment lawsuits to keep you from being able to do that. Number three. They're going to normalize gender identity ideology and harm children's health. 
The new regulations will promote general identity ideology in our schools as a mandated policy, encouraging students to believe that they can be born in the wrong bodies. Studies show that if not socially transitioned, 61 to 98% of children will come to terms with their biological sex. If a kid in the fifth grade who thinks he wants to play with dolls, thinks he's a girl, whatever there would be, 61 to 98% of the time that kid figures it out and comes in line with his biological um, <laughs> sex, I guess. We, are we, am I allowed to say that anymore? So what we're getting here, folks, is we're creating a head-on collision with parental rights. The new regulations would require K-12 schools to support socially trans... Get your kids out of school. Get your kids out of schools. The new regulation would require K-12 schools to support socially transitioning children to a different gender without requiring notice to the parents. You getting this? The school can transition your grandchild from a boy to a girl without ever telling you or without the involvement of medical professionals or legal documentation. These are life-altering decisions that they are not qualified to make. These rules will increase calls to Child Protective Services for parents who, uh, who uphold biologically reality. In other words, your little, your little six-year-old grandson goes to school, and they're turning him into a woman, and he comes home to mommy and daddy, and mommy and daddy say, you're not a woman, you're a boy. Well, we're creating legislation where they can call the cops on you, child services on you, mommy and daddy, because they are meeting the needs of your child, and you are a bully. Now, so Coach, what's the big deal about it? <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little cough somewhere. Concerned citizens have only till September 12, 2022 to act. They're doing this right now, folks. Doing this right now. Require schools to open up their pri- pri- Privacy facilities based on gender identity. Jeopardize girls and women's athletics and educational opportunities. Threaten religious freedom and free speech in favor of gender indoctrination. And turn Title IX coordinators into federal law uh, and federal law enforcement officials. Does anybody out there, anybody remember when they just wanted to be left alone? Anybody out there remember that when the homosexuals just wanted to be left alone. They just wanted to be Billy Bob and Bobby Bill and get married and have a garden. You guys remember that, don't you? Sure you do. It's what the Bible told us that we're supposed to have, uh, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Because the church has fallen back and has bought into the lie that we are supposed to be non-judgmental and tolerant and diverse, we've allowed the enemy to flood and invade and overrun all common sense especially Christ-centered common sense, folks. We are at the apex of the greatest cultural war in the history of mankind. They, they, did, they did racism. They did black against white. They did old against young. Folks, when they can actually take a biologically born boy and turn him into a girl, and you and I accept it as normal, And we have, right? 
We've accepted. They're going to codify it in the law. Betty, come on in. Uh, good morning. Yes, that's a great subject. I've been really looking into it. And I noticed one thing they had said that if the child complains to the parent, CPS can actually come and take that child away without them having, yeah. you know, they, they just can't do nothing. That's right. Uh, so, so that's that's where we are. And I'm going to I'm going to get some more information on this. And, uh, you know, that's some that's certainly an initiative that that the uh, uh, Liberty Action Network ought to ought to try to get involved with. Right. Uh, man. What do we do, folks? What do we do? How how do we get organized to push back against these unbelievably strong forces of darkness that are that are burrowing their way like termites into the foundation of the nation, burrowing their way in and destroying the very pillars, the very foundations upon which the nation is built. In fact, the scripture says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And what I was trying, what I was speaking about earlier and, and uh, talking about the video that I wanted all of you to watch, it'll show you exactly what's happened to the judiciary system. Folks, you cannot, we cannot in America today count on nor trust the judiciary system for justice. You will not, cannot expect justice. Because as we know, the the current legal system is, maybe Joe can weigh in or Roger can weigh in, the current legal system, now they've got to be careful, is, is godless. Is godless. Who's the god? Who, who does the American uh, laws, who does the American legal system answer to? Now they answer to the Supreme Court. And if you read or watch that video I talked about, you'll find out that uh, the Supreme Court is uh, not, not a very good God. And that's why that's we're trying to make it. Okay, let's switch gears one more time. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. Come on in. <laughs> All right. So, Coach, yesterday on a show I was watching or listening to, okay, they played an interview with a, a young transgendered person who had had the full sex change, the the, the whole nine yards, and right. and he was talking about how now, and this guy was you know late late teens, maybe early twenties, very young. He was talking about how he regretted doing it, how everything's changed, how you know he, he feels horrible, nothing feels right on and on and on but you just said something that reminded me of something very key he said he said i wish my parents and friends peers and teachers hadn't supported me and encouraged me to do it (laughs) you see what i'm saying now you yeah what you were just saying like with that law or that you know that this, this edict is to support them and to encourage them. And that was the one thing he said he wished people hadn't done. So, Kevin, we are in a culture and a society where we have destroyed every semblance of common sense in order to accommodate the deviants. Can I, can I say it like it is? Uh, can, uh, real quickly, uh, Spence, go to Webster's and pull up deviant. Because it makes people nervous when I use that term. Type in on Webster's deviant. Deviant. They don't have it. Deviate. Put up deviate. To turn aside or wander from the common or right way. Course or line. To stray from the path of duty. To wander in a moral sense. To err. 
And folks, we are now in America normalizing deviancy. Now, none of us, we all understand what it means to be handicapped. I spent a good part of my teaching career teaching what they called handicapped children. Well, they were handicapped children for a lot of reasons. A lot of them were learning reasons. A lot of times were parental issues. A lot of times they were drug issues, all that kind of stuff. And every one of the students had to have a, what they called a IEP, an individual educational plan done specifically for those who we didn't call deviants, but they were deviants. They deviated from the common track. They couldn't learn. Folks, we didn't change the entire educational structure and give every student, every valedictorian, every honorist, we didn't give them an individual educational plan and a structured out course. On We didn't do that for them because why? We recognized that there were abnormalities, abnormalities caused by things that we were not in control of. Back years and years and years ago, those kids would have dropped out of school in the seventh grade and they'd have gone and they'd have worked at the local factory, they'd have dug ditches or they'd have started fixing cars. They would have done something. But we created a, a nation of deviant handicap. I'm not comparing handicaps and deviancy at all. Don't take that the way I'm saying it, all right? You would agree with me. If you are born without an arm, that is a deviation. You are a deviant. Doesn't mean there's something mentally wrong with you. It means you are not part of the norm. You don't, you're not a norm. If you're born with spina bifida and you can't walk, that is a deviation from the norm. You're a deviant. That means it's, it's bad. It's a term. But see, we have we have moralized deviancy, especially sexual deviancy. You cannot normalize what isn't normal. Now, whether or not our government would want to, uh, for instance, decriminalize homosexuality. Let's say they, there was a time, you know this, don't you? You know there was a time in America. Well, maybe not in America. Yeah, it probably was. There was a time when the homosexual act was a death sentence. If you were found doing that, there was a death, death sentence applied to it, right? So to understand the way that our legal system would should work is they should say that no longer, the way our system would work, there's no longer a death penalty for homosexuality. It's not legalized, but if you're caught doing it, there's no longer a death penalty. Instead, we have gone the other direction with it, and we have begun to encourage deviancy. You see it everywhere you look. And Dr. Paul, I was thinking about you this morning, as I look at the deviancy that's taking place in the American Medical Association, trying to normalize what isn't normal. And if we don't have a standard of morality, that goes back to if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So it falls into our laps to stand up and do what they did in Russia. No more of that gay stuff. None of it. If you're a homosexual, okay. But uh, No, 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 no. Uh, you ain't teaching it to our kids. You're not doing that. You're not, listen, 
Drug addiction, Coach Dave's version, drug addiction creates a deviant. It creates somebody who cannot operate in the normal trend of life. Anybody with me on this? Am I talking just to myself today? Amen, Coach. Or at some point, are we going to rise up and say, we have great compassion for the deviants, but we're not going to alter society to please them. Boom. Where does this thing end? Where does it end? And so what they've done, they've called us bigots and homophobes and made up all these lines and shamed you. Shamed you. Oh, you're hateful. Oh, no. Friends, I... uh, I don't talk about this often. I, I taught multi-handicapped children. multi I had to wipe their butts. So I understand compassion and compassion for handicapped people. I, have, I understand that. But we don't go around and break everybody else's legs so they have to be in wheelchairs to make everything equal. It is a lot in life that not every, we are all created equally as far as opportunities, but we're all not all created equal. We're smarter than that, aren't we? We're smarter than that. So one of the things that we have to help get into the church and reform the church, the thinking of Christianity is it's okay to not accept some things have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. Nothing to do with it. That's a battle that lies before us. Why do I feel like I'm talking to myself today? Yeah. Are you guys picking up what I'm laying down? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you see where we're heading if we don't stand up? When they begin to normalize, nor- when they began, sorry, when they started to say two men can raise a child and two mommies is the same as two, a mommy and a daddy, we didn't put our foot down then. And now we're so far down that that moral <laughs> wasteland that it's almost impossible to find our way back. I want to show you a video. Don't want to show that one? Yeah, I do. Ticked off parent number five down at the bottom. It's got a bad word to it. Got a, got a bad word to it, okay? I don't know if you guys have heard this or not. Are you Listen, they're going to say a bad word. They're going to say a couple bad words, okay? This is a father who calls into a doctor, to a pharmacist, after his son was diagnosed with myocarditis caused by the vaccine. He calls, let's say, the drugstore guy where they got the shot. Listen to the passion in this guy's voice. You can play it at 1.5 speed if you want to, Spence, just for the, yeah, that's good. Go ahead and play it. Yeah, hi. Are you a pharmacist? Yes, how can I help? Yeah, hey, I've got a question. My wife, um, against my wishes, brought my son, seven-year-old son in there yesterday, or, sorry, a few days ago for a COVID jab, and he's now in the hospital with myocarditis. Um, and I was obviously not very happy with you guys or with my wife. Um, she told me that she was not told that was a potential side effect. So why wouldn't you have told her that? Okay, um... Sorry, um, so it's quite a rare um, side effect as well. No, it's uh, not. That. No, it's not because I've been doing research. Go ahead and slow it down because the, it's, it, the lady speaking has has an accent. It's hard to follow. Go ahead. In the U.S., there's tens of thousands of them reported to the CDC site. So why are you not telling parents this? Um, 
uh, we might scare the parents and they don't want to get their child vaccinated. Yeah, so, so you don't want to scare the parents with something that is actually happening that's happened to my kid. Are you okay. out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You don't want to Have scare you... them. You need to give them the right information so they can make a proper decision. What is wrong with you? You don't want to scare them. I'm recording this conversation as well, and this is going to a lawyer next. Thank you for admitting that. So why don't you tell them? When when someone comes in there and says, hey, what can go wrong? What do you say? Sore arm? Have you um, seen the amount of dead people? Have you seen it? Has your wife asked before giving consent to give She asked child. what the side effects are. Does she ask? I'm not sure because I wasn't there. It doesn't uh, matter. You're supposed to yeah. tell people this can happen. Now, my kid. So you know what the prognosis is? You know what it is? Possible death within five years. Twenty percent of people with myocarditis die. It is a permanent damaged heart. It is not temporary. He's okay, facing so a heart transplant because of you. Because you didn't want to scare her. You know, no kids have died from COVID. Not a single healthy kid. And you're giving this stuff out, and you're not warning people. What is wrong with you? So there are information online that you can look up. No, and also no. Have you, you gave the, the shot. No, you gave the shot. When someone comes in there and asks what the side effects are, you don't not say because it might scare them from the shot. Is it, what is wrong with you? So the benefit of getting the vaccination is... So we're giving the vaccination because the benefit outweighed the risk? No, there isn't. Do you know I'm looking at a Johns Hopkins study? Not There have been 400 people under 18 die in the United States, 330 million people. Not one of them was healthy. They had cancer, leukemia, <coughs> uh, obesity, something wrong with them. Not one kid has died or ended up in the hospital. So the benefits are zero to my kid. Why did you not tell them? It's up to you to tell them. Then we make a decision. Not you. You tell us, okay, it's rare, but it happens. You didn't okay. tell her that, did you? you I, I'm not sure. It. I wasn't the, fa the vaccinator at that time. you're not time. doing it. So when the next kid walks in there with a mother for a shot, are you going to tell them, hey, I just got a call from someone. Their kid's heart is destroyed. Keep that in mind. That can happen. Are you going to tell them that? Are you? I, I cannot answer you that. At well, the why can't you? Because it's going to go to court and you'll answer it. You just admitted that you don't tell people because you don't want to scare them. I, it's recorded. No, I, I'm I recorded not everything. sure. Huh? Sorry, okay, I wasn't right the there. pharmacist that... Okay, because uh, there's a spiritual component there. Just in that last sentence that he said. And it applies to the church, and it applies to the church in regards to the gospel of the kingdom of God. And it applies to the church and to the nature of God. And what did, what was it that lady said? She said, we didn't want to tell them because we didn't want to scare them. Huh. I want you to ask yeah. yourself how often that doctrine is being lived out in a church near you. Amen. Wow. Pastors and teachers are refusing to tell you the truth because they don't want to scare you. And Reggie just sent me something, which I, I had, Reggie. Thanks for sending it. I 
I just skipped over. Did you know, folks, did you know that the Vatican sent out word today that all Vatican, all money associated with the Vatican needs to be pulled out of the banks and moved to the Vatican Bank? Why does it need to be moved to the Vatican? All assets moved to the Vatican Bank because they know something is about to happen. It's no different than they give you a shot and don't tell you what's going on than that they don't tell you what's going on financially, that they bail you out, they give you money, they do this and they do that. And the whole time they know that the thing is about to explode and they won't tell you the truth because they don't want to scare you. You go, that's why people flock and run to Joel Osteen and run to those happy talk pastors because they know if it tells them the truth, it will scare them and they'll rise up and they'll do something about it. Randy, come on in. This is part of God's judgment, coach. It you, is. Whatever system you attach yourself to, whatever system of faith, whatever it is, if it's the Vatican or the American Medical Association or the Bar Association, whatever you love and attach it to other than God, his kingdom, you will go down with that baby in judgment. Just that's mark it down. That's way. That's what's going to play out. It's, it's happening. Cause we know this Randy, that the love of money is the root of all evil. Can I say this even in the church? Amen. Even in the church. Pastors will not speak the truth because of money. Oh, they'll deny it. They'll deny it. But it's either money or pride. Money or pride. If they speak the truth, their audience will shrink and they'll be ashamed. So pride and money. The love of money and the pride of life has destroyed the power and the effectiveness of the church. I don't know about you. I don't go to church to hear some of the truth. I go to church to hear all of the truth. In fact, I go to the church to hear the most relevant, important truth in the time in which I live. And it's not happening. It's not being told. And as Randy just said, it's judgment. Judgment upon the nation. Kevin, come on in the mail. Coach, notice the one thing that they didn't provide when they gave out the shot, and that is informed consent. Right. Okay? That's informed consent. That's very important. And I'd just like to point out, look at how good our Heavenly Father is. Through His Holy Word, He has given us nothing but informed consent. Don't do this, or this will happen. Don't do this, or this will happen. Do this, and this will happen. That is informed consent, and that just goes to show how righteous and fair God is. Amen, Kevin. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I just wanted to agree with Randy. You know, this is part of God's plan, and to tie it back to um, public education and sports. So when you were talking about the new Title IX, um, you know, maybe this is God's judgment to destroy public education and destroy public sports. I mean, People idolize sports, whether it's professional college or, you know, this high school, you know, sports that everybody just has to be in and is so elevated. It's more important than the education. I think it's part of God's judgment to destroy public education, to destroy sports, and that we should be separate. The Bible tells us to be separate. Amen. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Come out of those schools. Come out of those schools. Joe, come on in and play. Play. And Joe. Whoever, you, nailed it. 
You nailed it earlier, Coach, when we were talking about what was going on in Maine. You said this ain't the American way. It isn't. Well, think about this. We've been off the gold standard since August of 1971. I was born in November. So I've never lived a day on the gold standard. These kids that are coming up now, like my daughter, my my, my youngest daughter is 15. She, she has no clue what the American way is, Coach. They've hijacked the American way. I, I, I think I think America's already been destroyed, Coach. We just got a flag flying. Hey, hey Clay, Starbucks, Starbucks, cash only. Starbucks just went cash only. Conditioning, folks, conditioning. You can't use a credit card at Starbucks anymore. Cash. No, maybe I got it. Maybe I got it backwards. One. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cash only. Go ahead. Jack, come on in. Yeah, Coach, uh, I think you got it backwards. When you go to church, you're not going to to hear truth. You're going to bring truth. Wow. (laughs) Well said. We're going to bring truth. That's that's where we are right now. Judah, come on in. Obviously, uh, good stuff, man. You know, the father, you know, I'm I'm a father. Um, I want the, the best for my kids. If any kid asks of the father, a father will provide. And um, I just want to make sure that people know that uh, you know, the a father is not an author of destruction. A father is not an author of destroying things. You know, it says in the word, it says that the author of destruction is the devil who runs around seeking what he can destroy. Just remember this, keep in point, guys. Whatever we ask of the Father in unity, he's going to bless us. And um, these judgments and things that are coming, they're judgments. Just remember, the Father is not going to destroy. If anything, they're going to reveal and fix. So anything that a child asks of the Father, he will correct and he will provide solutions Mm -hmm. to love and build up. Um, So there's two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of darkness, and there's a kingdom of light. And God's kingdom always has victory in it. It it will prevail. Amen, John. Amen. By the way, I just checked. It's uh, no cash at Starbucks. No cash. You have to use a card. You cannot go in and give them a $5 bill and get a cup of coffee beginning October 1st. They are going, what they call it, digital? Card, whatever. Card only. It's conditioning. Uh, Mark Trump. Mr. Lee Coach, uh, I tried to get in, but... Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Nostrovia, I am totally sort of shocked by the paradigm that you um, showed us, uh, how what we grew up with being our adversaries are now the place where... what the values we grew up with are the normality. And what we have now is a, an absurd version of reality ty- we're trying to fit into. A tyranny of the minority. Yeah. And, uh, and most it, of and it's worse than it's worse than the, uh, the, democracy our founding fathers were afraid of 
51% democracy. That's why they built a republic to save to save the rights of the of the of everybody. And now it's flipped. It's it's flipped over. It's crazy. Yeah. It? So again, like I say, it's now that it's now the tyranny of the minority. We better we better understand it. We better push back and fight while we can. Mark Trump, go on in, Mark. All right, Coach, I got two verses, and I'm, I'm addressing the idea that we are not authors, but God is the author. Ephesians 6.12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So principalities and powers are who we're wrestling against, just like he said. But then Colossians 2.10 says... And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. Same words, same root words in Greek and Hebrew. And then, the point here, Coach, is we got to be careful when we say that God's not the author of anything. God is the author. He's the head of the principalities and powers. He puts evil men in high places for us to follow if we're not listening to his voice. God is the author. Okay? God creates yep. destruction. When we fall, he sends people to destroy these places. And we stand up and say, no, God, don't destroy yeah. that, Noah. Yeah, 200 right. years, I can save them, and so forth. God is the author. We need to make sure we're following his story, not our own. Amen, Mark. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Somewhere I lost, I lost my screen here. Where is it? There you guys are. I wanted to put something in the chat here real quick. Come on in. Come on in, Craig, while I put this in the chat. This is tags along with Mark. Yes, there, there's man-made climate influencing, but believe me, worldwide drought, that is a punishment of God. In the Old Testament, there are 13 <laughs> examples of famine for misbehavior of the nations. Amen. We have to tie this judgment that's coming upon what the world right now with what God is doing, because God is displeased. Otherwise, people are going to miss the connection that walking away from God leads to judgment. So, Craig, how about this one? How about this one? Jackson, Mississippi. Been there many times. We used to go down there and protest at the abortion clinic there in Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi now does not have any water. The, how, about this, how about this picture, this scenario, folks? There was a huge flood down there, and the flood came in, and it overwhelmed the water processing system, and it now there's not enough water in Jackson, Mississippi, to flush your toilets, to fill your bathtubs, to take showers, and it will not be fixed for a minimum of five months. Five months. Now, hey, friends, are we going to open our eyes as as Craig was just talking about there and as Mark was talking about there, are we going to open our eyes and understand what we're seeing is the judgment of God upon America? Now, is it just me? Just me? Or does water, help me out here, does water represent the Holy Spirit? And is there all of a sudden a shortage of water in America? Is the Lord trying to show us something? Are we picking up, the, are we picking up what he's laying down? It's not a clinic. I know, Mark. I know. Okay, quickly, I'm about out of time. I put in the chat, 
that video that we I wanted to get posted. Some of you will forget to go there. It's on Ivan Rankin talking about the Pence card, folks. I'm telling you, if you got uh, if you got a couple hours, you can play it a time and a half. You can play it. if you got some time, man. Oh my goodness, you got to watch that thing today. And also I have a fabulous video of Jonathan Keener. I didn't get to today talking about again rebuilding the man and all the stuff that needs to happen with that. I got a, a I got a lot of good stuff. We got a, there's a lot going on. Where am I here? I messed up on my screen. Anybody got their hand up here? Judah still got his up. Go up, Judah. No, did you just forget to take? You just forgot. You just forgot. Uh, yeah, to take. I forgot to take down. That's all right, dude. That's all right, dude. So there's your assignment. Get in the chat. Get that video, and it'll connect the dots to exactly what's going on with our legal system, why we're in the mess we're in. And boys and girls, September, I'm here to tell you, I believe it's going to be like nothing we've ever experienced in our lives. September 30th. We're broke, we're broke friends. Boom. The chickens are coming home to roost. Hey, I'm an, hey, I'm, a, uh, I'm an optimistic guy. Get some silver. Silver's gone down. Plywood's gone up. Silver's going down. Hamburgers are going up. Silver's going down. Folks, what the heck's going on? See you tomorrow.